0: Whether you bless those boys or take flight, we're talking your teams. Sports 1280, New Orleans. Welcome back in. Chris Gordy Show here on Sports 1280, New Orleans. Talking a lot this morning about uh, LSU football. They're just a week and a half away from kickoff. A week from Saturday, we'll see LSU football back out on the field. Their opponent in that game, BYU, they'll be on the field this Saturday, playing their first game of the season against Portland State, and LSU making some news last night as they have officially announced their starter. No big surprise, but Danny Edling will be the starting quarterback for Ed Ogeron on the LSU Tigers. And to we'll talk a little bit about that. We welcome in James Moran from Tiger Rag Magazine to uh, help us talk a little LSU this morning. James, good morning to you, man. How are you?
1: Doing well, Chris. How about yourself?
0: Hey, doing good, man. Uh, I'm I'm excited because we keep, we're finally here. I mean, football is in the air. We actually have some some games on Saturday, albeit not very competitive ones, but at least it's real football that counts for once. And uh, again, we'll get to see BYU in action, LSU's opponent next week. Uh, what were your takeaways last night from Ed Ogeron speaking with the media and officially announcing Danny Etling as a starter, but also saying it was a real close competition and he was impressed with Miles Brennan.
1: Um. Well, obviously, we'll start there with the quarterback stuff. Uh, I don't think it's any surprise, I think, for the quarterback. Uh, I've I felt for a while now that it'd be, it'd be a stunner if it was anybody but him. He's He looked good since his back surgery. He's come back healthy. He's, you know, Receivers say he's throwing the ball with a lot better. zip. He's moving around a lot better. He's moving along a lot more naturally. He's, he's a senior. He knows the offense, all, all that kind of stuff is why I, I don't think it's much of a surprise that he won the job. I think it's Equally pretty considerable news that the Miles Brennan, the, the true freshman, won the backup job, and uh, Cornet finished a, a close second. Um, I don't think it's the kind of thing where Etling is on a week-to-week leash, where you know, if LSU loses a game or two, that he's going to get the hook and they're going to go to Brennan. But I also don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. And I think if they had to put Brennan out there, they they feel pretty okay with their chances. Should there be an injury, obviously coming back from a back injury, so you. It's always possible to re something like that um, football's a violent game obviously uh, but um, on Brennan I, I just think it shows you how good they think this kid is and how good he can be I mean he only got on campus you know in the summertime I mean he's only he, didn't, he wasn't here in the spring like Luel Narcisse the other freshman he's you know in just a few weeks he's he's rocketed up the depth charts now where he's at second guy and where they feel pretty good if they had to go to him, that he could he could play some good football.
0: Him being the backup, and you mentioned he's only been here a couple of weeks, obviously. I mean, I've seen the pictures of him, and he looks skinny as a rail. I mean, obviously, he's going to have to bulk up through his years at LSU. But you bring up a good point there about Danny Etling. The back issues could flare up again. Uh, but also, I go back and, you know, I've been re-watching some of the games from last year, and Danny Eveling took a lot of hits last year, and a few that he was slow to get up from. And look, he's a trooper. He hung in there and, and was able to take those hits. But there's a there's a real reality here that, you know, Eveling could take a shot, and it could be Miles Brennan getting in there for some, for some action. Now, the way LSU's schedule sets up, the first five weeks are all winnable games. Obviously, at Mississippi State is gonna be a tough road game, but you know, BYU, Chattanooga, Syracuse, and Troy, these are all five games LSU should be favored in and is expected to win. These are the games that if Miles Brennan's going to get any playing time, he's got to get in there and get some experience because the worst thing that could happen is they go to Florida or they're playing playing against Auburn, Danny Etling takes a shot, and Miles Brennan's thrown to the Wolves without having much experience at all. Don't you think they need to get Brennan at least a little bit of playing time in these first few weeks? Yeah, and I, and I think that's
1: something Ed Ozeron alluded to, is, is he, something he wants to do. They want to get Brandon in the game. They want to get him that experience. I don't think it's going to be week one. I think BYU is a lot better than that. I don't think LSU is going to just roll them by by any stretch of the imagination. they got a really good defense. they got a really good front seven. Um, they've got a veteran quarterback who could present some problems. So I don't think that's an easy game at all, but... All the rest of those games, besides Mississippi State, I think would be chances to see Brennan get in the game. And if LSU gets up three or four scores, I think they'd bring him in. You know, I think they, they look, I think there's, the, the, the Ogeron is in his first year, I think he's understanding of some realities, one of them being that Edling's your quarterback, but he's a senior, he's going to be gone next year. And in all likelihood, your quarterback is going to be Miles Brennan for the next two years after this. Um, and Lowell RCs will be factoring in that mix, too, they're going to, Probably develop some run packages for him in kind of a, a Ryan Perault kind of mold from what we've heard just so far in camp. Um, but you know, I think they're they're not going to put the pre- they're not going to endanger the present by by doing that. But I think they, whenever the opportunity presents itself, they will put those restaurants out there and try to get them some experience and speed up that process.
0: Talking with James Moran of uh, Tiger Rag Magazine, of course, tigerrag.com. He's got a couple pieces up from uh, observations from yesterday at LSU and and takeaways from Ed Ogeron speaking with the media. And one of the things he mentioned was Darius Geis missing practice due to a, quote, minor injury, said he could miss uh, a couple of days of practice. And not the end of the world. They still got all of next week to prepare for BYU and get him out on the practice field and get him healthy. But I I saw last night on social media, apparently Clyde Edwards-Elier, one of the backup running backs, tweeted out a picture of Darius Geis, who had his wisdom teeth out. Is it possible that this is the minor injury that Ed Ogeron was alluding to, that uh, that it's just his wisdom teeth <laughs> yeah, coming I out? Yeah,
1: I think so. I mean, he said it was in the scrimmage, so maybe he got a little banged up in the scrimmage too, but we died heard about the that he was having dental surgery. Hey, listen, I don't think it's a big deal at all. I don't think there's any risk of him not playing next Saturday. I think they're just going to be exceedingly careful with him. And look, there's – uh, there's no reason to. And we went through all this last year with, you know, them with them overusing le- over, with Les Miles overusing Leonard Fournette in a scrimmage, and he hurt his ankle, and it was kind of a lost season for him. It never really got right. Um, I don't think Ed Ozeron and, and this staff is going to make the same mistake with Geist. I think they've been very careful with him so far in camp. Just because, you know, get him his work, but nothing excessive. So look, you know, I don't, I don't think anyone has any question about what he can do. You know, I think maybe you want to let him work on pass protection, work on running routes and that kind of stuff. Um, I think they spent a lot of time doing those kind of things with him in camp, but uh, I don't think anyone needs to see guys doing a lot of full contact work in camp. There's just no need for it. So I, I think he's he's fine. They're being precautionary, but I also think it's giving them a chance to see someone else, what they have in this backfield. I think they like what they have in Darrell Williams. Clyde Edward DeLair has been one of the stars of camp. We've heard nothing but good things about him. With was small low to the ground, runs hard, hard to bring down. Um, Nick Brissett's going to play a role, too. So I, I don't think this is anything to really worry about.
0: Where are you on the receivers? The three names that keep coming up with whenever Ed Ogeron or anybody talks about the receivers, the three guys that they bring up are DJ Chark, um uh, Russell Gage and and Derek Dillon is the third name that keeps coming up uh, it sounds like those are going to be the three guys to start the year uh, what do you like about those three guys and what, what do they all bring to the table
1: well they've all been in the program for a while I think they're three of the most veteran guys in that receiving core I think they have the best grasp of the offense and I think it's I think they fit better in this offense than the previous one <coughs> pardon me they they're all guys that can play in the slot. They can run those jet sweeps. They're such a big part of Matt Canada's offense. They're, you know, they're really good in the in the short and intermediate passing game. I do think they still, and look, this will be chalk to some degree because he is six three and a burner. But I, I do still think they're hoping that one of those bigger-bodied receivers will emerge and join that group, whether it's a Drake Davis or a Stephon Sullivan. Uh, I just think they want some kind of size, whether it's in the red zone or. Or down the field, I think with those three receivers, they can do a lot of damage between the twenties. You know, I think they've got a lot of quickness there, a lot of quick twitch ability, guys that can do a lot of things. And you know, look, those guys are ahead because they understand the position, they catch the ball, and they run the correct routes. I think that's why they're they're ahead of that other group that I just mentioned at this moment. Um, I still think receiver is probably one of the biggest question marks around this team, just because outside of chart we haven't really seen any of these guys perform in a live setting, but. I I do find some of the options they have there pretty intriguing. You know, um, aside from the guys we mentioned, they, they moved Jacoby Stevens over there and he seems to be a an athlete that they're getting involved in a lot of different ways. So I I think they have a lot of interesting weapons between running back, wide receiver and tight end. Um I don't think they have a lot of stars, but I think they have a lot of guys that can contribute in an offense that's built around Geis and heavily features Chark.
0: Talk with James Moore on tigerrag.com is where you can check out his stuff. Uh, Last thing for you, James, uh, Arden Key, not cleared for contact yet. Ed Oshore kind of said it a few weeks ago that they didn't expect Key to be ready for week one, and yesterday he kind of reiterated that. And even sounds to me like they're setting up for, it could be longer than just the first week without Arden Key. Where are we on Arden Key's recovery and, and when he will actually hit the field for LSU? Well, that's a, that's,
1: that's a good question. I mean, he saw a doctor, and it seems like he's still not cleared for physical contact. He's still not cleared for contact. So, at this point, all they can really do is wait. Um, I can tell you that they've never expected him to play against Wisconsin. I think they always kind of had their, you know, they kept an open mind, and maybe, you know, stranger things have happened. But they've been preparing since camp began for to play this game without Arden Key. I think the way they're going to do that, and Dave Miranda kind of spoke to this a uh, um, on Monday, is that when you have a guy like Key, you feature him. You build the defense around him, kind of like what I talked about with Geis on the other side of the ball. Without him, it's much more of a team concept. I think you're going to see them use a lot of different guys at that buck spot. You're going to see maybe Ray Thornton playing downs and Kayla von chase on pass downs, and maybe Andre Anthony, too. I think you're going to see them move the linebackers around and try some, some funky formations and do some different things and disguise some things. Um, but I think, really, if you're LSU, if you have him back for the Mississippi State game, you'd take that.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. I, 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 think, uh, I think I'm think i with you on there. I'd like to have him against Mississippi State. Absolutely have to have him for October 7th against uh, Florida. He is James Moran, Tiger Rag Magazine. Follow him on Twitter, at smartest Moran, and, of course, TigerRag.com to check out all his stuff. James, thanks for the time, man. We really appreciate it.
1: No problem, Chris. Have a good
0: one, buddy. All right, you too. We'll uh, take a quick break. It's the Chris Gordy show right here on Sports 1280 New Orleans. Back after this.